that Van Halen subject is, you know, it's weird. They're out of their 12 albums, their two most popular is their first one ever, which was the first David Lee Roth one. And then the very last David Lee Roth, the sixth album, was their two most popular albums ever. So their first one was in 1978, and then um, 1984. I, I always forget what year 1984 came out in. I'm just <laughs> You know, that's like Forrest Gump. Remember Forrest Gump was saying all the guys in his platoon? He's like, Terry's from Ohio, Steve's from Indiana. He's like, I, I can never remember where Texas is from. But, <laughs> but, um. No, I don't remember that. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's the sultry sounds there. That brings back some memories. So here we are. This is the 70s versus the 80s podcast. This is the old-fashioned pirate radio podcast that asks the all-important question. Um... What team Van Halen are you? Are you the 70s Diamond David Lee Roth team? Or are you the 80s uh, Sammy Hagar team? I'll ask uh, my co-host, as always, Jim. Oh, I knew I was going to screw. Jim Borner. Uh, which team are you, Jim? Um, although they, they had a couple of good hits with, with um, Sammy Hagar, I would be a, I'm going to be a, a David Lee Roth guy. Well, although he was poisonous for the band. I mean, the guy was just poisonous for that band. Okay, we, could, we might have a little discussion about that. And then today we're joined, um, anytime we have to talk about hair metal or uh, heavy metal, or, or I don't know what kind of what genre this is, but um, we got a special guest today, Matt Beard. And he's kind of, when me and Jim get out of our comfort zone, we kind of call him in on, in on these matters because he's an expert. So uh, so Matt, what team, what team are you on? Are you Damon David Lee Roth fan or Sammy Hagar team? I am definitely David Lee Roth fan all the way, um, but, and I disagree with Jim about the poisonous aspect, but um, he was, he is Van Halen, he was, uh, I mean, I was, uh, I, I didn't like it when they, I didn't like Sammy at first, I respected him as it's went, as it's gotten further away from when he originally joined the band, but I'm definitely David Lee Roth. And and I I'll make it a three a threesome yeah um <laughs> I'm Diamond David Lee Roth too um um that song we were listening to ain't talking about love I think that was the first song where he had that talking interlude and I don't know anybody do you guys is there any other singer that did those talking interludes in the songs um you know like Panama had that famous one where he's like it's feeling kind of hot tonight you know and then he'd start you Boy can, Orbison had did one like that and Elvis of course did. By and large, in popular music, I don't think I can think of any more examples before David Lee Roth. No, there wasn't a. I don't think there was a ton in in, in the hair, hair metal, the '80s rock genre. Huh. I'm trying to think. Yeah, and, and I was kind of having trouble defining the genre of Van Halen. I, do you guys? I kind of think they might be the last since they started in the '70s. I think they might be the last classic rock band because they yeah, they went yeah, all the way no. to the synthesizer that their last records were synthesized and uh i mean yeah. do you guys agree do you think they could be the last classic rock jump, band from, from jump 
that, you know, with that, with that huge mark at the beginning of it, that was a, a super huge mark of the 1980s, that, that sort of that organ keyboard music in the beginning. But uh, I, I love that description as one of the last classic rock and roll bands. Yeah, I wouldn't, you mean, technically, I mean, they had the long hair, so they guess letter of the law they're a hair band, I suppose, but I, w- I wouldn't throw them in, like, the, the the glam aspect of that. I would say more classic rock or, uh, you know, hard rock, yeah. Aren't they the ones that kind of brought in the hair, though? I mean... No, I don't know. Everybody towards the late 70s kind of had the, yeah, the mullet. I think, when like I that. think hair rock, I think all those Poison and those, um, those groups like that that just kind of... Like Mo- Motley Crue and Def Leppard, those would all be... And Moby? Moby? Yeah, Moby didn't qualify. No, he didn't have enough hair. <laughs> In his wrong decade and wrong genre, yeah. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> so, oh, and then, it's funny, I should bring up Poison. Uh, last time I saw Matt Beard, um, I was working... St- I was working security stage right at the uh, Brett Michaels concert, and here he comes in with his lovely wife on. And I just remember that was Valentine's Day, and the reason I remember that is because then the pandemic hit, and we were we were just that was the last concert I worked. That was that was it. So well, that was the last concert I, I saw as well. Yes. And and who would have known back then that that was going to be the end of it? That was just oh, haven't man. been. <laughs> and I saw my last concert was John Prine. And not only did I not realize I was at, uh, you know, the last concert, but, you know, he passed away. So, uh, you know, there was a lot of shock that went along with, with that for me. That was a tough one. Yeah, and this, this is, I mean, this Eddie Van Halen dying, I don't know about you guys, it made me feel really old. Just um, the only two people that have done that is when Prince died and when Eddie Van Halen died because... They they just sounded they were youthful they were their whole Glenn thing Fry was Glenn Fry is another one who Glenn Fry of the Eagles yeah yeah and, you know died of, of com- complications from arthritis oh. oh wow it's like what the fuck how do you, how do you die from arthritis and you know I, I was doing some research for the show and I watched the Glenn Fry episode on Miami Vice and I thought I watched it when I was a kid and I go oh he's this old washed up rock star. Coming back to be on, he was forty-two years old when he shot that episode. He was young, <laughs> yep, and, and I, he th- I thought he was washed of, up at that point. Yeah. <laughs> and the resurgence of that band after the um, "Hell Freezes Over" tour, he sounded better than ever. <laughs> you know what those guys? I think. Why do you, why do you uh, not think, after all that's been said and written, and the band members' inside stories about David Lee Roth? What what is your take on why you don't think he was part of the problem there or the problem? I don't, you know, I don't have a just my feeling. I guess I don't have anything concrete. Just my belief that they were doing just fine. Nineteen eighty four was a huge tour, um, and then David D. Roth did that uh, little EP. Um, I forgot the name of it. The four songs with California Girls on it and Just a Gigolo. Crazy. I remember that. I think it's crazy from the heat. I think it was called. Yep. And it just, just seems like maybe that at that point the rest of Van Halen wanted to, wanted to go a different direction, and they reached out but to I Sammy think, Hagar. But I think the, part of the reason why, though, is because he had this tremendous ego and was out doing side projects and releasing music that they had contributed uh, instruments toward without telling them. 
And so, um, you know, the, both of the Van Halen brothers said, look, we just, you know, we just decided we're not going to fucking deal with the ego anymore and brought in um, Sammy Hagar. But that's, that's only what I heard them say. Um, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I would buy that, except then they eventually kicked Sammy Hagar out just as... And brought him back. And brought the Lee Rock back. Yeah. And they had they went well. They in the meantime they went with Gary Trone for one album called Van Halen Three. He was he's the um, he's the singer of Extreme, who was a they're actually a very good band. But yeah, Gary Gary Trone and uh, Van Halen did not work. That was not a, not a very good album. Yeah that that was a bad that was a bad that was a bad deal. And um, I was never a big fan of the uh, you know the more than words. Uh, I think though that the band worked the best with David Lee Roth, and, and I think just the Eagles was something that every rock band had to get through. I mean, the Eagles had to get through it, and Boston, and Little oh, yeah. yeah, I don't all know how. Brothers, I mean, all these huge bands had to get through that. So. I don't know how any rock groups get can stay together for a long time because you just think they have like different artistic visions, and I guess, um, and you could see by his solo career, David Lee Roth was more into like. He liked doing the funny, silly songs, and um, and um, he he wanted to he stay yeah. he wanted to stay classic guitar, and then um, Eddie got into the keyboards and started doing the synth music, and so I mean you can just see where the split would come, and you know they both have a vision for it, and, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and David Lee Roth had this, had this um, big theatrical mind where he was out there doing songs like tap dance with the cane on the beach in the uh, California girls. I mean, he just loved the theater of music and the other guys just wanted to play. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if that caused any problems for him, but it, it certainly a big divergence of taste there. So. Well, and Jim, you can appreciate, I mean, being a guitarist yourself, um, when David Lee Roth left Van Halen, he picked up Steve Vai, who, well, by the way, is a pretty goddamn good guitar player in his own right. Yeah, Steve. I mean, not my kind of music, but you can't you can't say that he's not talented. The guy's amazing, talented. Uh, I just don't particularly like that kind of guitar yeah. work. But that has nothing to do with talent and ability. And yeah, so those guys got together. I don't know what you thought of those guys, but I I didn't uh, follow too much of David Lee Roth after that. After the after uh, Van Halen. But, I mean, in 1984, 82, 83, 84, was there anybody bigger on the planet in history than than how big Van Halen got? No. I can tell you a little quick story. One of the first concerts I ever went to was the 1984 tour um, with Van Halen. It was at the St. Paul Civic Center, which, you know, as we know, is not there anymore. And I was, I remember waiting in line in the winter at Dayton's, but in Southdale, to standing in line trying to get tickets. And got, I don't know, four or five, whatever I got. And we had first row, second level. We thought it was just awesome. It was just one of the best concerts I've ever seen, even to this day, just because it was one of my first ones ever. My first one was uh, was uh, Tunnel of Love Tour, Bruce Springsteen with Mike Munzen. That's, that's just... Bruce Springsteen was Bruce Springsteen was with, was with Mike Munson. He was with me? Yes, yeah. Together. There wow. we, go. we were on stage was... together briefly, yeah. That was, was just when I rushed the stage. <laughs> no, but that was my first. I was so excited because we were behind, sort of behind the stage, at least we were in the building. <laughs> we got to see a lot of like classic acts. But 
I can't believe that was your first concert because I remember you were like, there were some adults probably like mid-30s drinking beer in the parking lot. And I was like, oh, and you just went up and started talking to them, started hanging with them. And I was like, should we be here? And I was like. <laughs> but uh, my Van Halen, they, the first song, um, John Hauschel, the little neighbor kid, he played it. Um, you really got me now. And he had the he had the black and white poster. That's the it's the coolest poster. You can still see it on the uh, the Spotify when you pull up Van Halen. It's the it's the picture they show. And um, and I had been listening to my parents' music, so I had been listening to uh, you know Bobby Vinton, <laughs> Kenny Rogers, whatever. And you know I probably was listening to the Muppet Band. And then he brings me in there and he plays me Eruption, and you really got me now. And that was my first rock and roll experience. And I mean, what a way to start. I must have thought all rock and roll music is going to be this good. Okay, guys, so... Um, it was a Kinks cover, but I almost want to... Do you think the Van Halen version is more pop, is more well-played than the Kinks version? I got to think I like that one better. Yeah, it's, I mean, he, he does some original guitar in that, and you got Diamond Dave just really going with the... He's really uh, doing the breathing sounds in that song and everything, and yeah. Um, so okay, guys. So I was um, we debated debuted this game last week. Um, called the Spotify game. So I thought it'd be kind of fun if we did a little Spotify game Van Halen edition. So what I was going to do was give you guys the top five songs of, in popularity on Spotify. You know, Spotify is the number one way people listen to music. And did you, um, which is amazing. Did you know that? I don't even know if this is a real number, but Van Halen has gone up eleven thousand percent in in listens since Eddie died. Eleven thousand percent. Yeah, it's eleven thousand percent, and even a real number. How's that even possible? <laughs> uh, well, you know, I mean, uh, that's that's gonna you know wane off, but it doesn't surprise me the way. I mean, he was such a good guy too. That's what sucks is that, and sucks when anybody dies, but. He was yeah. one of the, the real good guys, family men of, of rock and roll. Never cheated on his wife, good kids, uh, you know, and it, that just sucks. I just remember he always, in every video, he has a giant smile on his face or he's laughing. Uh -huh. And he's got that. Yep, he's always laughing, yep. He's always got that um, cigar or that uh, cigarette on the end of his fretboard. And you're like, oh, you got such a nice guitar. Don't let the ashes get on it. And it's like. And then he'd have all those strings all coiled up. I mean, he just looked like the like he came out of central casting for a lead guitarist. That's what I just picture him as. And that guitar was so cool too. That oh. shine on it, oh. red and white and black. Yeah. Uh -huh. I just I just ordered a I just ordered a pandemic mask with that design on it. Yeah. So. <laughs> so we're gonna do the Spotify Van Halen edition. So I started us out with at the beginning of this. You heard uh, Ink talking about love. So that's one of the top five songs. And then I'm going to play another one here. I think you'll recognize this little ditty here. If I can get it going here. Or maybe not. I forgot to put the bottom. Okay, so that's a top 
that's a top five song, and I'm kind of playing them in chronological order here so I don't uh, tip my hand at what I'm playing here. And then um, another top five song is Panama we've already talked about. Um, I'm not, I, I don't think you guys need to hear that because um, if, you, if, you need, if you don't know what that song sounds like, then you're probably not going to win the game anyways. Um, in high school, Matt, Matt told me that they're not saying Panama, they're saying Enema, and I believed him. Enema? Enema. Did I really say that? Yes. Oh, I don't remember that, but that's something I would say. All right, guys, here, here's my another entry for a top five song. I wanted to play this at the beginning, but this is like an Alex Van Halen song. That's a long intro. It sounds like every Nazi movie ever made where the Nazis are storming a building and going like up and down the stairs, you know? <laughs> okay, and then... And then the other the other top five song is Jump, and I'm not going to play that because the the radio ran that song into it's to the ground. So yeah. <laughs> I don't think we need to hear that one again. So might as well. So that synthesizer in the beginning, it just you know it was a great song, but my God, I've heard that more than my own name. When that <laughs> comes on, I, I hit the station, change it. <laughs> okay, so you guys give me um. So do you need me to re repeat those five songs again? What, no, what are we doing so. with them? We're putting them in order? You're putting them in order from uh, most oh. played on Spotify to... I have no idea. You know, so Matt, that, that's up to you. I, I got to think that just recency bias, it'll be the Jump, Panama, and Hot Teacher are probably the top three because it's the newest and the, well, the younger generation will go to that first. And then Ain't Talking About Love and Run With The Devil probably be four and five. Okay, and Jim, so do you want just take a guess, Jim? Otherwise, the game doesn't matter if we don't play against them. Uh, you want me to put them in order of Spotify? Yeah, so it's the uh, most popular, just the most played song, most popular song. It's all first, and then. Um, let's see. There's Running with the Devil, Jump, and what were the other ones? Uh, Ain't talking, Ain't about, talking about, love, about love. Hot for Teacher. Panama. Panama. Panama it's gonna probably be Running with the Devil all the way, and then Jump, and then. And then you got Panama, Hot for Teacher, and Ain't Talking About Love. That's exactly what I was thinking. That order? Yep. Okay, so I think Matt won here because he had he had Jump first, and he had Panama second. That's one and two. Really? And then he had Hot for Teacher third, and that's actually fourth. And then he had Ain't Talking About Love. He had it as four. That's actually fifth. You got that right, Jim. And so, yeah, so he pretty much beat you. Teacher was a cool song. <laughs> I guess it was more of a video. It didn't really catch on until MTV had the video on, I guess, is what I heard about oh, sure. it. Pretty cool video. And it's, I think that's Alex's strong, strongest song, I think. I mean, he's just all over the drums on that, so. <laughs> yeah, um, didn't, didn't he play a different instrument before he picked up the drums, or? or... I thought I heard that as well, but I don't know 100 percent, but i think i heard that same thing or 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 that eddie did but i mean eddie was so good at that guitar it's hard to imagine him ever having played anything besides that well, who was the who was the bass player again michael, michael anthony. anthony he's the guy that that was always kind of the um 
Remember in the Brady Bunch, Cousin Oliver? He was like the Cousin Oliver of, of Van Halen to me. I, he just, you know, didn't get a lot of coverage with those other personalities. He had that super cool bass. He had that Jack Daniels bass, so that was just kick ass. Yep, and he was like, he was basically the the background. All the background singing was like eighty percent him, right? I mean, yeah, he was pretty much the background singer. Wow. <laughs> um, I I guess no, I think um Alex he was two years older and he started playing guitar first, and then I think he handed it to Eddie and he goes, "Well, I'm going on a date." This is the story I heard. He's going on a date, and he came back six hours later, so it must have been a good date. And um, Eddie was still sitting in the same place playing the guitar, and he's like, he was so much better than when he left. He's like, have you been doing that the whole time? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, well, you'll probably get pretty good at it. <laughs> That's the story I heard. So. Yeah, I might get good yeah, at it. He was, he was so good at that. And the thing that made him good was that, you know, Steve Vai, when you hear a Steve Vai song, you, you, you know it's Steve Vai. But... Uh, he could he could get so many voicings, so many more voicings out of that guitar, uh, Eddie could that you know, I've heard him sound like Clapton, I've heard him sound like Joe Bonamassa, I've heard him sound like uh Tommy Morello. Uh, he just he could change the voicing without switching guitars. It's impossible to do. And he does it. Or he did it somehow. Yeah, so I Yeah, just he was amazing. I mean and I was going to, you know, we talked about David Lee's Ross uh, talking interludes. Did any other group have those little introductions like Eruption? Can you guys think of another group that had those little, um, you know what I mean? Like Eruption, they would have like, and then 1984, that, the song would just be like 10 seconds before the main song. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to... I, what was it? Like a drum solo or what was it? Don't you No, Eruption's where he does his most famous guitar solo. It's just a, oh, that, it, that thing. Okay. it's a 30 second you know, song. Some... Yeah, some bands have like little one or one throughout their whole career and stuff like that. So it's not where I'd call it a trend or anything. So I can't really pinpoint another, Boston, another band that Boston did that. Boston did that. Remember Boston had that? Oh, a little bit, yeah. Remember that one? And then Rush did it too a couple times. Okay. Neil Peart was so good. That's another one we lost, Neil Peart. <laughs> I know we're going to have to do a show for every person that we lose and hopefully uh, we don't lose any more. Yeah. Yeah, that was a bad deal. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, just told... You know, we could talk about how he influenced his kid's life, because now his kid is a virtuoso. Is he really? I heard, yeah, his name's Wolfgang. I heard he put out an album. I don't know if it's how recent, but in the last couple of years, I'll say, and I think, I believe he played every instrument on that album. Mm-hmm. So have you, have you heard it, Jim? Or I have, know? and he... He was also on tour with Van Halen, or not on tour, but engagements with Van Halen. He's no, he amazing. The, he was the bassist. He did the tour. They... Did the tour um, shit, was it like four years ago or something like that? Because Michael Anthony didn't do it when David Lee Roth came back into the band. He was on tour as the bass player. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. And he plays the drums. You know, well, I don't know if you guys have ever seen uh, Justin Bieber play the drums, but... I saw Justin Bieber play the drums on on um, Conan or somebody, and it, it blew me away. How good he is! He's amazing, amazing Jim? drum player. Jim, are uh, you a believer? Yes, I'm a believer. Okay. I saw his face, and I'm a believer. <laughs> a believer? Okay, I didn't get it at first. Now I got it. <laughs> yeah, but but anyway, yeah, he is a 
he, he played all the instruments on that thing, and he was amazing. He was amazing. Now, is, is there vocals on that too, or no? Well, yeah, there's the whole. Yeah, it's a whole album. I, who say, who sings? He doesn't. He doesn't sing, does he? I don't know. I don't know. We could look it up. Is it rock or is it classical? What is it? I assume it's rock, but I yeah, don't. It's rock, and and I didn't hear the whole thing. Let me let me just look. Talk amongst yourself for a minute. Bassist in Van Halen, having placed Michael Anthony in 2006, he's done three different recordings, and he was also a bassist in the heavy metal band Tremonti. I'm unfamiliar with them. Me too. You know, I live in this in this new neighborhood. You know, and the houses are being built and people are moving in. And my neighbors across the street moved in, and they came over and <clears throat> to shake my hand and. He said, what do you do, Jim? And I said, well, my buddy, uh, my buddies and I have a uh, thrash metal band, and we practice at night. On Sunday nights, come on over from, like, midnight to four, we practice in the garage here. So come on over. And I just love to watch the, <laughs> the facial expression. But he had, yeah, he, he did, he's done three albums now, and he played all the instruments on at least one of them, it says. Wow, that's pretty fucking impressive. Huh. Prince was good like that, too. Prince could yes. play everything. Yep. Yeah, we they asked David. They asked Eric Clapton one time, "What does it feel like to be the best guitar player of all time?" And he said, "I don't know, man. Go ask Prince. <laughs> <laughs> He's just good too. He was good. <laughs> he was, yeah. He was really. He was competitive. I just listened to his podcast, and I guess um they have one where they're doing about him, and uh, and I guess he he would uh he'd be on the stage with like Springsteen, and he would like have his band change the song halfway through and get just try to frustrate Springsteen. He's like, see, I told you Springsteen couldn't play the guitar and stuff. And he's like, he would just... <laughs> and he's right, because Springsteen is a horrible guitar player, but... Is he really? <laughs> yeah, he's not good. You know, he plays, he plays chords. You know, he, anybody can play chords. Well, he was a he hard rocker. Either, he he when can't he's... sing either, so he has that going for him, too. Well, he can... How about Rosalita? You liked Rosalita, didn't you, Mike? Or Matt? Really? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he's not a, he doesn't have a pure voice like, you know. No, like, I think you love him or you hate him. Yeah, it's one of those deals. He's yeah. like Bob yep. Dylan, yeah. Yeah, love Correct. him, hate him. Yep. Yeah, Bob Dylan's another one, yeah. So I wanted to ask you, uh, Matt Beard, I forgot to ask you this. Are you related to more um, ZZ Top members or former NBA players? Which one are you related to more? <laughs> Probably ZZ Top. ZZ Top, because the drummer in ZZ Top, his name is Frank Beard. And my dad's name is Frank Beard. I think so, you knew that, Matt. But, but Frank, okay, so when you think of ZZ Top, you think of the giant prospector beards, but what what kind of beard does Frank Beard have? He doesn't yeah, have one. He's the only one without a beard. He's the only one without yeah. a beard. Yeah, he, he does not have a beard. He's so, the he's ultimate not. irony. How does that work? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I figure maybe he thought he already had the beard with his last name so i grow one <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of what i go with as well well shit. shit so we'll have to have you back on when one of the zz top guys dies we'll have to <laughs> so we had some uh little technical difficulties there so we, we had to let matt beard go uh trust me we're not like van he's not like a lead singer on van halen we didn't jettison him away or anything he just <laughs> uh we had a couple technical difficulty and um one thing I didn't say during that Van Halen subject is, you know, it's weird. They're out of their 12 albums, their two most popular is their first one ever, which was the first David Lee Roth one. And then the very last David Lee Roth, the sixth album was their two most popular albums ever. 
So their first one was in 1978, and then um, 1984. I, I always forget what year 1984 came out in. I'm just. <laughs> You know, that's like Forrest Gump. Remember Forrest Gump was saying all the guys in his platoon? He's like, Terry's from Ohio. Steve's from Indiana. He's like, I, I can never remember where Texas is from. But, <laughs> but um, No, I don't remember that. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, uh, you know, when I was in basic training in, at Lackland Air Force Base in Texas, that's when I think the first Shaggy Hagar, uh, you know, of Van Halen came out where it's one about dreams or something you sing about, dreams or whatever. Does that sound like? Yeah, I know exactly what I can't remember what it's called. I know exactly what you're talking about. Anyway, that thing was cranked in every drill sergeant's phone room. They had this thing, you know, shining our shoes and they came there listening to Van Halen. Yeah, it was like a like an '80s montage. That'd be perfect for a thing. It'd be like an '80s montage. Uh, okay, so yeah, so that I think that was an every '80s montage thing. And then uh, another sad note, you know, we're covering uh, Eddie Van Halen passing away. And then I think if you follow us on Facebook, you saw I posted that uh, Tony Lewis, the singer and bassist for the Outfield, died suddenly and unexpectedly at age 62. Um, so that's another sad one. Ironically enough, he died in the infield. <laughs> oh, too is soon. Good? Is that good or no? Too soon, too soon. <laughs> too stupid, too stupid. <laughs> but you know, he... they, had that big, they had that big album right in like 1987 or 88, or somewhere in there. I think it was 85 is when Your Love came out. Oh, but... was it earlier than that? Okay. Yeah, so right in the middle of the 80s. And uh, so, in case you, I think everybody remembers it once they hear it, let's see. Josie's on a vacation far away. Covering and talking over. So many things that I want to say. You know, I like my girls a little bit older. I just want to use your love tonight. It's just that's a very iconic iconic beginning to a song, don't you think? Yes. Kind of like what we were talking about the other day. But his voice totally reminds me of like, you know, the the latter half of the 80s. Like you said iconic. Another one that does that to me is um uh, uh Billy Ocean. Remember him? Oh yeah, he had about the same I think his hit was in 85 too, yeah. Yeah, it was right in there and he had actually two huge albums. Yeah. And then he went back to Jamaica and that was the end of him. <laughs> so. so, yeah, but um I I'm so inspired by the, by our Van Halen talk. Remember I told you uh Eruption was the first Van Halen song I ever heard. Uh, I was thinking about getting the lyrics to Eruption tattooed across my chest. What do you think about that? Um I would get like uh, Mrs. Roper. <laughs> <laughs> Who would ever do that? That would be a crazy talk, but <laughs> Yeah, and for those of you that what Jim's talking about is we had uh we had Kurt Kurt Carlson is a friend of the show. We had him on. He was on the Land of the Lost episode talking about and then we got into his Three's Company tattoos. 
Uh, we should have had him on the Three's Company episode, but I'm sure we'll do our Three's Company episode again sometime soon, just to <laughs> do a super yeah. episode, just because that one is pretty popular. So if you don't like the idea of me getting the, uh, the lyrics to Eruption on my chest, you know, I can't get it on my back because I got Beethoven's Fifth Sympathy lyrics on my back already, for some reason, we don't know why. But... <laughs> All right, I took that joke too far. Hey kids, it's time for a classic commercial break. Do you remember this one? The Boogie Hillbillies. Frankenberry's got strawberry-flavored marshmallows. Cultrucular's got chocolate marshmallows. But I've got blueberry-flavored marshmallows. Frankenberry's. And it's blueberry. <laughs> ah, ah. That commercial was the uh, famous Count Chocula, Frankenberry, and... Uh, when I was looking for commercials for that, it was just those two flavors mostly. And then I finally, I remembered that Booberry came in as the third, came in later. And I finally found the Booberry commercial with all three of them. <laughs> and um, yeah. and I liked Booberry. I thought it was a, uh, how would you rank yeah. those cereals if you had to rank the three? Uh, Frankenberry, Booberry, Count Chocula. Oh, I see, I got Count Chocolate first. I got Booberry second, Frankenberry third. <laughs> well, like it's like I can always eat a chocolate cereal, but yeah, like blueberry and strawberry. I don't get those all year round. Sometimes. And weren't they just really like Lucky Charms without the other flavors? They were just pretty much. <laughs> but but they were. I think with the oat cluster, you know, the the wheat part of the of the cereal was flavored as well. Oh, that's yeah, that's true. That's a good point. And um, do you remember when they sold them all year long? Like it used, now, you can only get them in October. But when we were kids, I, I remember you telling me that, but I don't remember it being only, only uh, at that time of year or whatever. Well, it is now, but when we were kids, it was all you could buy them all year long. Do Maybe remember? I do remember that actually. Yeah, and I think the commercials would run all year long too, if I remember right. Maybe you're right. I just remember asking you about it, and you said, "We we don't have that in. We're not going to have it until Halloween time." <laughs> I was bummed out. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, those. <laughs> so they st yeah they still sell pretty good. I mean, but you can only get them for that one month. So hurry up, everybody, go out and buy them. So <laughs> yeah, you got to go out and support the chocolate and blueberry and Frankenberry cereals. What's life <laughs> life without them? And then um oh one thing I want talking about support is you know we were kind of joking around how we're the pirate podcast because we, we don't we hopefully want don't want to have any commercials for. At least not for a while. Hopefully we won't have any commercials. But I would like to like design some t-shirts and coffee mugs for sale. But we need uh, we need our listeners' help. Uh, our current logo I just kind of designed. And I think it's okay, but it's not bright enough for to put on t-shirts and uh, coffee mugs. So if we, That's cool. So what we really need is we need help with the logo. Because I, I like our logo, but I did it on construction paper. So it would be kind of... I did my other podcast logo, but that one was simple. I was able to do that one on graphic design. But this one, actually, when I envisioned it, I wanted it to be on, um, no joke, I wanted it to be on the Eddie Van Halen stripes on the 80 side. And then I wanted the 70 side to be like plaid because I wanted it to really clash, um, to really look bad together because I, I knew these two guys that shared an office and one guy was, um, and they cut the office down half 50-50 like an old 70s sitcom. And the one guy decorated, he was a big hunter, so he decorated his side of the office in camouflage. Everything was camouflage, camouflage. The other guy was huge into Star Wars, so it was primary colors, primary. And they would meet right in the middle, and it clashed like it would hurt your eyes. 
it just hurt your <laughs> physically hurt you. So that's kind of what I wanted for our logo. I wanted it to be plaid and then the 80 stripes and then. <laughs> well, and two, I love your idea of you know, um, maintaining kind of a, a piratey type feel to it. You know, being the pirate podcast. Yeah. Um, so we don't want to. Hopefully, we won't have commercials for a while. But if somebody, if somebody out there could help us with designing a. Uh, updating our logo so we could get some t-shirts and coffee mugs out that'd be kind of cool I think people would like it so everybody that wraps up another episode um, I know we got some big plans coming up in the next couple weeks here we got uh, next week we're gonna do some 70s Rocky versus 80s Rocky um, and then for Thanksgiving uh, we're gonna do some planes trains and automobiles and we got some uh, other games coming up we got Van Damme versus Steven Seagal game that's gonna be pretty cool so I just uh, like to thank everybody for listening to us. And to leave us, I got a Van Halen song that I think sounds very Halloween. And you're like, Mike, Van Halen never had a Halloween song. Well, I think this one sounds very Halloween. It's the uh, introduction to Oh Pretty Woman on Diver Down. It's called Intruder. Give it a listen and see if you think it's Halloween sounding just like I do. See everybody in two weeks. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.